You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. And on this week's episode, Chelsea and I will be discussing two short stories written by Rainbow Rowell, one of our favorite young adult fiction authors, whom we've talked about on this podcast a couple of times before. Definitely. <laughs> yes. An entire episode. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, Chelsea, what have you been up to? All right. Well, I've been listening to podcasts like crazy because I've been taking the bus to work and I have sometimes the bus gets there a bit early or the bus going home isn't, you know, right after my shift. So sometimes I have to just sit there for an hour. (laughs) Yay. Um, So I've been listening to a whole bunch of podcasts, but just to highlight a few, um, I've been listening to the Geekitude and the Comic Boxes episodes on Black Panther, which have been really fun. I actually just finished the Geekitude episode today. Um, it's it's been fun, like hearing other people's opinions and kind of like what they thought. Everyone seems to have the consensus that like the women were just like the best thing of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like it's just funny how like everyone's like. Yeah, T'Challa was great, but like the women though. Like, you know. <laughs> so it's just been cool to, you know, reaffirm my opinions. Um, I've also listened to an episode of the podcast called Glowing Up with Esther and Caroline, which Esther from that show, she the actress is in Crazy Ex Girlfriend. She plays Oh god, what is her character's name? I don't know her character's name. She's the the young, like, young uh, millennial type character for the people who watch the show. I'm blinking. I feel so bad because I actually really like her. Um, they had Rachel Bloom on their podcast. And so, of course, I was like, gonna listen, gonna listen. Uh-huh. And they talked about a lot of, like, women things, like <laughs> <laughs> very unfiltered very explicit like (laughs) just nice it was great sometimes you know what you need like girl talk like that where it's just like completely you know not shy about things that really only like women go through so it was kind of nice um but then i also listened to morgan friend of the podcast new podcast called the omnom podcast and you know what i freaking love it so it's really cute. It's so cute. So for the listeners, um, Morgan, who's Katie's work buddy, but also BFF and um, my wannabe BFF. What's up, Morgan? Uh, <laughs> uh, her and her friend. It's her friend that lives far away, right? Uh, it's her best friend, Olivia, who lives on the East Coast. Yes, they talk about well at least on the first episode they talked about two different recipes that they wanted to try that were similar one was like by betty crocker the other one was by bobby flay so it was like two very different um people but similar recipes and then they both tried them out on their own and then they talked about it and it's really fascinating because they talk about in the podcast that like 
cooking is such a visual and like it uses like, you know, it, it uses like your eyes and your taste and your scent, but like yet they're talking about it. So it's like, how do you, yeah. it's interesting to like talk about food without like looking at anything, you know, if that makes yes. sense. It's really fun. I don't know. I just really enjoyed their, their chats about their adventures, cooking the different recipes. It was really fun. It's very cute. I love their, um, I'm glad that like, <laughs> because I feel like you and I kind of inspired them to want to do this because they both love cooking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got the opportunity to eat. Like, I eat stuff Morgan cooks all the time. Yes. Like, I just, I do. Um, but I happened to uh, stay over the night once uh, at Morgan's place when Olivia was there. And then they both made breakfast Ooh. in the morning. They made their own English muffins. Oh, my gosh. And, like... Uh, so we had uh, sausage and egg sandwiches, like breakfast sandwiches with homemade English muffins and stuff. And it was so good. That sounds so nice. Why am I not so there? <laughs> oh, my God. When you come out here. Yes. Morgan, then please cook me all the things and bake. all the foods. Yes. And then for like my sort of weekly geekery, I have just started watching Grace and Frankie on Netflix because I don't know I've heard a lot of good things I feel like it's a show that's up my alley I really love Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda they're fabulous women (laughs) and figured I'd give it a shot and also I saw I Tanya it was amazing brutal like brutal brutal (laughs) like you watch this movie and if you got problems with your mom they are nothing compared to <laughs> holy crap. Allison Janney yeah. deserved the the win. Oh my gosh. Oh, her Oscar for yeah, her role. Exactly. Yeah. Like, holy moly. Sorry. It was just yeah. very good. Like, okay, also the soundtrack from my Tanya, fantastic. Freaking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> throwback. Like definitely a throwback Thursday. Well, it's great. Like, it's it's got like I mean it's got Fleetwood Mac. It's got um, uh, a bunch of eighties like like rock music. It's got um, I mean ZZ Top. It's got the song goes Gloria Gloria do 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 do. I don't know. It's just really fun. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Katie? Um. Well. Okay. Uh. Something really sad happened at the beginning of the week. Oh, no. Which sucks. Um, Last week, I had mentioned um, on the podcast, when you were talking about the decoupage thing with your folder and stuff, like putting all the pictures together, and I mentioned my teacher who, like, uh, would take your folder and, like, stare at it Uh and show it to you and be like, who's this person? That teacher died last week. That one? Yeah. How crazy that you were just talking about him. I talk about him all the time. So it was like super upsetting that like he was my he's my favorite teacher, like has always been. And he's like the one teacher that I've always talked about whenever um, like I joke about high school stuff. Like I always talk about how ridiculous his classroom was and how an amazing teacher he was and how. Uh, inspirational he could be like he was both the best and the worst teacher at exactly the same time which is really funny those are some of the best ones though 
Yeah, because, like, he would say things that are just, like, you're, like, oh, my God, thinking about it now, you were, like, oh, this would not have played out like this at all, like, these days. Like, yes. no. Um, I mean, even back then, it was just sort of, like, you cringed, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just said that. Yeah. <laughs> but... He was a teacher for a very long time. He retired a couple of years ago. And and then um, Diana, uh, my best friend who lives on the East Coast, texted me and told me that he had passed away on Friday. Oh, and so uh, he is the reason that she became a teacher. Wow. So it's like he's one of those teachers that was just so inspirational to a lot of students in a lot of different ways. Like he pushed, challenged me to apply to this college that I was like, there's no way I'm going to get in. And then I got in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't go there, but like he knew I would get in. Yeah. So, and I did. I got in. It was just really expensive to go there. I got into a private school. So yeah. I just ended up not going because it was just too much money. But like knowing that he knew that I would get in there is like a huge thing. Definitely. So it was very like upsetting yeah to know that like he passed away uh his funeral is on tuesday um i got permission to not come to work so Mm. that i could go uh it's an open funeral he's getting buried at like uh the military cemetery that's really close to where i live so um nice apparently he was in the military and actually explains a lot about his behavior (laughs) there you go (laughs) um so i'm doing that uh so that's unfortunate um (laughs) my dad had surgery (laughs) Oh my gosh. Is he okay? <laughs> yes, on Thursday. He had a torn rotator cuff and was in like a lot of pain, like moving his arm. Yeah. So they did a laparoscopic surgery, like orthoscopic surgery. Went in, found out that like they knew his rotator cuff was torn, but they thought it was way worse, but it's not. Oh. It was actually not as bad as they thought. That's good. So he had a he had a a pretty decently sized hole like in his muscle which sucked and then his rotator cuff was torn but he had like bone spurs which is where all the pain was coming from so they like cleaned it all up got all the scar tissue out cleaned up the bone spurs and like he had these this is getting really graphic like these (laughs) these um fluid filled sacks that were like causing undue pressure in his shoulder joint Mm -hmm. so they took those out drained some of the other ones that were supposed to be there and like uh, sewed up everything on the inside, fixed it, and then closed them up. And now my dad's just at home, grumpy in pain. Oh, I'm sorry. On some some powerful <laughs> <laughs> pain medication. But yeah, um, so that happened. It's been like a it's been like a rough week because it was like we were all worried about the surgery because they had to put him under and like yeah he, he you know he's a little overweight and he has very high blood pressure so it was like we're very worrisome like I had to sign his will like oh god <laughs> this is how serious like this could have been jeez I'm so sorry um but yeah but everything's fine there he's home he's fine yes that's good so very good that's fine. Um, on a happy note, I went to this amazing place in Los Angeles. It's in like the Santa Monica area called the Cat Cafe Lounge. Yes. It was the coolest thing ever. So it's like this uh, this place. What they do is they're a nonprofit. They rescue cats from shelters, from the street, whatever. They get them. They have them see the vet. They get cleaned up you know, spayed, neutered, whatever they need, get uh, fixed. Like one of them had an upper respiratory infection, but was 
got treated in his healing. One had a UTI, so like the other cat was healing too. Mm-hmm. But there was like 30 cats in this place, and you could go in, and what they're doing is trying to socialize all the cats to make sure that they can be around other cats, but also people. That's smart, yeah. So uh, we donated some money to the nonprofit. We got an hour worth of time. Mm-hmm. To like spend with like 30 cats. That's fun. <laughs> and it was so great. So I had like a cup of tea and I got to pet cats and play with cats. Like I have cats of my own at home, but like not 30. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a couple definitely, but not 30. <laughs> there was this one cat. His name was Billy Bob. And Aww. I sat down on the couch and he immediately crawled in my lap and was like, meowing at me and started purring and I was petting him and then if I got up he'd follow me around and he he like was laying on me and I was like I want to keep you (laughs) and there was another cat named Buttercup who was super cute and like she was just all about like being petted she started purring and I was like I want to keep you (laughs) I feel like that would be really hard to go there like with the you know what I mean and not try to yes. live with a cat I know they've they've had 19 adoptions they've been open for about five weeks oh wow that's really um, good yeah and so they adopt the cats out and like they're all rescue cats so it's amazing they have little cats and big chubby cats and mm-hmm. playful cats and lazy snuggle kitties <laughs> so it's you know they have a little bit of everything so oh just want all the cats but i'm gonna go back eventually like yeah. probably within the next few weeks <laughs> that's fun they let people work rem- like if you have a job like you since i can work remote from my job they're totally down with like people coming there and like spending several hours like working remote she said that one girl was on a conference call but like billy bob kept meowing and she's like shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny that's cute um a couple more things and then I'll wrap, I'll wrap up what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, wrap it Kenny, up. <laughs> yeah, Kenny is running for political office. Wait, what? Yeah. Dope. Um, so I was helping I was helping him get signatures to get put on the ballot. So what is he, he successfully for? got he is running for state assembly for the district that he lives in. Nice. So just state level? That's cool. But like he's got a solid chance, I feel like. Go Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. So Shout out to Kenny for his, like... Yeah. This is... I'm hoping he gets on the ballot. So, like, he turned in all of his paperwork. So, hopefully that happens. Can you sign remotely? <laughs> I know, right? I, c- I couldn't even sign because I'm not... I don't live in his district. Oh, okay. It has to be in his district. Never mind. Yeah. Um, and then my weekly geekery, I started watching season one of The Punisher on Netflix. Oh, okay. So good. I really like it. Um, and then today, I'm pretty much planning on just watching Jessica Jones. Nice. Excellent. Because friggin' Karen spoiled when Kilgrave shows up in the show and I'm really angry about Oh no. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm (laughs) not going to. Where did she post it? She put it in a a direct message between me, her, and uh, I think Tiffany and Maria. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, do I need to be wary of Facebook? (laughs) But no. No, it was a Facebook message, but I think it was between just the four of us. Okay. You're not cool enough to be in that message group. Yeah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so she said what when it happens, and I was like, spoilers. And she goes, it's not spoilers. You knew it was going to be. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't know when. Yeah, exactly. I like to be surprised. 
Now I won't be surprised. I'll be like, mm, it's this episode where he's going to show up in. Yeah. Karen. Meh. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. So, as everybody knows, Tea Time is part of the geek to geek podcast network that features four shows, which obviously includes ours. So, the geek to geek podcast, the comic box, and Geektitude. So, all of these podcasts create incredible content about a variety of topics. Like, like you said, they covered some Black Panther. Um beige and void did disney movies nice which was awesome um and then uh joe for geek to two just recently released an episode about challenging geek culture which sounds really interesting Mm -hmm. so they cover so much more like beyond that but that's just what most recently they've released so you can head over to geek to geekcast.com to check out all the podcasts on the network and keep listening now for a promo of all the shows Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box each week right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. Hi. My name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we are back. So for this week, Chelsea and I will be discussing a two short story collection called Almost Midnight by Rainbow Rowell with amazing illustrations by, I don't know how to say her first name. Is it Simony? Simony Blocker. So amazing. Oh my gosh. This is actually probably my favorite part of the book is all the illustrations, to be honest. They are very good. I will say. It's the only time that Rainbow Rowell has ever replied to a tweet that I like put out was I said like the illustrations were incredible and she responded and I fangirled. Yes. It's fine. Appropriate. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So so the two featured short stories in Almost Midnight are Midnight's and Kindred Spirits. So both of these stories were published elsewhere, but she like decided that both of these stories sort of fit together in an interesting way mm-hmm. and decided to put them both together in the same book, uh, which is the most adorable like hardback book. It's really tiny, but like the, the cover is glittery and cloth. And yes. I know Morgan has mine. It's, it's like, little, I let her borrow it. It's a little baby book. <laughs> it's a baby book. It's really cute, guys. Like, it's it's glittery. It's, you know, got great font. It's great. It's so adorable. And this book was released on November 2nd in 2017. Um, you can get it 
pretty much I think anywhere like Amazon, Barnes Noble, all that. Um, when I ordered my book on Amazon, it came from the UK. So I is it think because, this book is it because of the cover? Maybe like maybe this, maybe because yeah, this was. I mean, obviously mine's from the UK, but I don't know. But I got specifically the exact same book, oh. so it's a good choice. Maybe that's why. Maybe there's a different cover available in the U.S. I don't know. I didn't even see an option to get it from the U.S. That's why it took me like it took like two or something, two plus weeks for me to get the book. And I was like, when is this getting here? I was like, oh, it's coming from the U.K. with zero tracking. So like who knew where it was the whole time? (laughs) Oh, God, at least you got it. (laughs) Yeah, I did. But now I don't even have it. Like I let let Morgan borrow it. Morgan. (laughs) Morgan's in Norway. Just so everybody knows that. She went on vacation. She took a long weekend and went to Norway. So jealous. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so the first story in this book is called, like, Midnights. And it takes place over five New Year's Eve parties uh, as two characters, Noel and Mags, meet, become friends, and then become best friends. And then try to figure out where they're supposed to, if whether there's supposed to be something more. Yes. So this story was uh, was actually Rainbow Rowell's very first short story ever. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and it was originally written for a collection of short stories called My True Love Gave to Me, which was uh, a collection of 12 Christmas short, Christmas, like holiday related short stories. So like Christmas, New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the book before, but never bought it. Should probably think about buying it. It has uh, David Leviathan wrote a story in it, and like uh, oh nice, Gail Foreman, the oh, person who wrote yeah. uh, if, uh, I if I Stay, yeah, she's a new um, book and a few. Out. Oh my god, I know. I read. <laughs> I still actually haven't read either of those books. I have them though. If I Stay is pretty good, I will say. The movie makes just rocks me every time I watch it. Like if yes. I want to cry, just watch that movie. I agree. Okay. And then the second story is called Kindred Spirits. I actually read this on my own before because I saw that she had a sort. This is her second short story that was released for like World Book Day. I actually have. I bought the copy of Kindred Spirits on its own. Let me get it real quick. So, yeah, it was written for World Book Day, which this one was written for March 3rd, 2016. I okay. uh, I bought it at a really like small small bookstore in Dublin mm-hmm. um, because I, I saw Rainbow Row and I was like excuse me like <laughs> I just grabbed <laughs> you're like pushing people out of the way you're like excuse, excuse me. me I need to get this book also it was a pound wow so I was like yeah I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I saw Almost Midnight I was like it has Kindred Spirits in it as well. I don't care. I'm going to buy it. It's Rainbow Rock. Yeah. So. I'll buy anything that she writes. Just yes. saying. Agreed. Okay. So Kindred Spirits. This is the description that was given. It says, if you broke Elena's heart, Star Wars would spill out. So when she decides to queue outside the local cinema to see the new movie, she's excited. She's excited to celebrate with crowds of people who love Han, Luke, and Leia just as much as she does. What she's not expecting is to be last in the line of only three people, to have to pee into a collectible Star Wars soda cup behind a dumpster, or to meet 
that unlikely someone who just might truly understand the way she feels. Yes. I kind of love this. Mostly I wanted Morgan to read this because this story was about Star Wars and she's obsessed with Star Wars. Yes. It's very cute. It is very cute. Both of these stories are super cute. I just reread Midnight's right before this like podcast. Very good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because it's very short. (laughs) It is. It's like, I think the whole book is like 112 pages or something. And I think Kindred Spirits is 62 pages and the other one fills up the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Short stories. They're great. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay. So what did you think of the stories? Um, I loved them. For one, I just love Rainbow Rowell's like writing style. You know, it's very, it's very just like honest and like you immediately, you immediately care for the characters, you know? So like, it was just, even though these were short stories, you got enough background that it felt like you read an entire book. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially, especially like with Midnight's, it, it took place over such a long period of time. And yet we only got like a couple of minutes from each of those like day, like that one day over a span of like four or five years. And yet I feel like I know those characters so well. And I know like their whole dynamic and their whole, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> I I really loved it a lot. Midnight's was my favorite, which mm-hmm. I just jumped all the way to the bottom question. But oh, um How dare you? It's okay. I'm just I'm I'm cheating. It's fine, we'll wait for uh, my answer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But I mean, like both of the stories were so good and they were like about very different things. But she has this ability to like a short story is very difficult, I would feel like, because you have only a certain amount of pages to tell an entire story. Exactly. And honestly, what both of these did was leave me wanting more because I want to know about all the things in between for Nolan Mags. Yes. Like, I want to know about all... I want to know about what happens later. Like, are they going to stay together? Um, Like, I want to know what's going to happen. I agree. I completely agree. (laughs) It's such a cute story. Like, she has this ability, this storytelling ability that's just so amazing that you can feel what the characters feel like you understand how mags feels Mm -hmm. every time she has to watch noel kiss somebody else yep and like they don't even really describe it that much like she doesn't really just go into the description of like how she really feels until the very last story but like you You can see it. it like you feel it yeah when you read it and like you can i feel like we can relate a lot to elena too because mm-hmm. we love stuff just as much as she does. Oh, yeah. And, like, and I've we've waited done, in lines. <laughs> yes. So they're so relatable. Like, mm-hmm. her characters are always very relatable. And she writes about things that she knows and things that she knows that she can do well. Yes. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you like the most about each of the stories? Huh. So I liked the way that Midnight's was formatted in the terms of, like, you only got, like, a couple of minutes on, you know, each day, like, each New Year's Eve. Um, I thought that was a very interesting way of telling a story 
to mm-hmm. see to see someone's like story only through a couple of minutes, you know, over time. Like that's so cool. Um, and then for Kindred Spirits, I liked. I think I just liked all the like Force Awakens talk and like I related to um, Elena a lot because like there are times where you're in line for something and you may not be like the best fan, but yet you, you you like have this passion for it and you want to be as cool as everyone else and know everything like everyone else. But sometimes you don't. And then you have to like, you know what I mean? Like figure out if you want to tell that to people or not. Cause there's like that judgment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like connected a lot to that. Cause I've definitely been that fan who's, waited in line and slept on the ground of comic-con whatever (laughs) yes you know so i thought it was cool how about you um i i just i liked everything that happened in midnights but i liked how uh the way that she was describing it the last the last midnight that they had together the one after they had been away from each other for a long time Mm because you know they went off to college and uh she kept saying like she didn't change that everybody else did but to Noel like she's the one who changed the most Mm -hmm. and stuff because she stayed behind and he left Mm -hmm. and it's interesting like how dependent they became upon each other like for him in such a short span of time because we only see such small snippets of their life Mm -hmm. and he they did everything together they had classes together through high school like she went with him to get his hair cut like they went shopping together they went to prom together even though he had a date which was kind of interesting to read about (laughs) um you know they went to parties together dances together sports events probably together and like but it was it was interesting like they're dancing like he always wanted her to dance with him that's all he ever wanted was for her yep. to dance with him and she wouldn't she, like she refused she was like i don't dance in public and then when they were standing on the stairs i was dying of like adorableness <laughs> yes oh my god i was just like this is the cutest thing ever and i'm like can you please just kiss her already like do we have mm-hmm. to wait for midnight mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly kiss her now (laughs) yes um but what you're saying about like being the fan who like um, i think the opposite is also true of what you said is uh like you casually overhear right somebody talking about something that you love like Mm -hmm. this has happened a couple of times and then you have to wrestle with how intense are you going to be about yes. the thing that you love yes you're or like, are you gonna okay. like rein it in <laughs> you're like do i go full fangirl and tell them everything or do yes in <laughs> it it's happened where yep. like oh i think you were with me were you with me remember when we went to um i think it was la comic con and we went to the ghost facers panel oh yes Yes, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. That. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when you were the only like person in the in the entire uh oh my god panel who was like shouting a out super, episode names? A super fan. <laughs> it was so like um because people were asking them questions and I'm like, you're getting this shit wrong. 
Like, I don't know what episode it was, but you know where you did that thing and you were like, and this ep- it's this episode <laughs> title. <laughs> And no, I, seen, I've totally been there. I'm AJ like, Buckley's like, what? what? <laughs> I think she knows everything. And I'm like, don't look at me. Just just check in with her. She'll know. <laughs> like, that's the thing is like uh, when I go to I, the same thing happens, even when you go to like when I went to Supernatural convention, like there are people who love that show and there are people who love. Yes. That show. Oh, yeah. There like, always is with those conventions. Like, there are people who are there who've, like, casually watched the show and, like, and just want to meet people. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the intense fans who, like, just, they know every detail. Oh. Like, you asked me a question about seasons one through five, I could probably tell you the episode name. Yeah. No, like, people, people, sometimes, like, they get the, ep- they have the episode number. I'm bad, like, for some reason, remembering episode numbers. So, like, oh, episode, uh... 14 of season three blah 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 and i'm like what i just know the name (laughs) i feel like that's pretty good already i mean but it's it's this question of like how intense do you get about like you just casually hear somebody mention like supernatural or whatever and you're like oh yeah i love that and then like you just go off on this tangent and they just look at you like like uh i'm just going back away sorry sorry (laughs) sorry i thought you guys were like intense fa- my bad my Just, bad yeah <laughs> i'm gonna leave now even's like that when uh like one time we were in a movie theater and someone someone behind us before the movie started was talking about the x-files and they were like oh yeah man like the new season blah blah blah, blah. And, and he was just sitting there like oh god he's getting so much stuff wrong he's getting so much wrong <laughs> It's almost, You're just like, don't answer, don't answer. You almost want to turn around and go, actually. <laughs> no, don't well, actually, people. Don't do it, don't do it. I know, but you so want to. I know, it's one of those situations. But like, yeah, so I totally understand where like Elena's like in love with it. But then there's like this difference between like how how she's a fan versus how Troy is a fan, how Gabe is a fan. Were you shocked that... I mean, this is kind of spoilers for if, if you haven't read this short story, but um, were you shocked when she said that she never watched the um, the prequels? No. No? I was there like, are actually a lot of people out there that have never watched I mean, not that I was, like, shocked, but I guess, like, I didn't expect her to say that. And then when she did, I was like, oh, God, like, that yeah. would be really intense to go to a big Star Wars event like that and not see the prequels and like, but then again, I'm sure a lot of people would have wished they've never seen the prequels. So, well, <laughs> you know, controversial yeah, topic. No. <laughs> <laughs> unpopular opinion. Well, unpopular um, opinion. I actually don't mind the prequels. So yeah, I just, I didn't just, ugh. sorry, Jaja Binks. <laughs> Awkward. Anyways, um, so what did you think about the progression of Mags and Noel's friendship over the years? Just like the short snippets that we got, because like they met, and then the very next year it was like besties for life. I mean, I believe it. I've had friendships like that go from you know to not even knowing a person to completely being like the bet yeah, exactly <laughs> you <laughs> but i mean especially in high school everything is so intense in terms mm-hmm. of like 
a lot happens in a week. A lot happens in a month. So imagine an entire year, you know, like you build friendships and relationships very quickly. Like they come and go, you know, very quickly. Oh, Mm -hmm. at least it did for me. But, um, so I believe it. I believe that they progressed from like, not, not really knowing each other to completely being like soulmates practically like, you know, mm-hmm. within the year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I didn't, I, as much as I would love to hear all the in between, I didn't need it. Cause I felt it, you yeah. know, like I felt that connection. Yeah. I mean, like you could, I liked, cause she sort of explained a lot about it. Um, like she sort of like, described it in the last portion like the last Mm -hmm. midnight of the story so like she was talking about how they used to do everything together and you know she went with him to get his haircuts and he's like you have to come with me otherwise they cut it too short Mm -hmm. like he he instantly became to like rely on her for everything and they had their own friendship and like what I liked is she was talking about how when she first started going to those parties she knew one person Mm-hmm. And then she met Noel and then everybody became somebody like either a best friend or just a friend or somebody that they knew she knew well enough to talk to. Yep. And cool. that's why she said the last one, the last party was so different because there were people there that she didn't know and everybody felt different. Like it felt yeah. like somebody else's party yeah. rather than being their party. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was really interesting and you could feel it. Like, what she was saying, like, you could feel the awkwardness and the tension because they suddenly went from being around each other all the time to none of those people being around each other at all. And I love that Pony and uh, Simony, like, were still together the entire time. Like, you always got, like, that snippet of them being together. Yep. (laughs) Like, because they, you know, they were doing the, I think it was, like, the first, second time, the second midnight, I think. Uh, was when like they did the they kissed and then you see them together again in the next one mm-hmm. and the next one and they're still together even though they live like he lives in Iowa going to college and she's in Utah yeah and they're like are they're either going to transfer to each other's schools or move somewhere in the middle and all and he's like oh babe we should just move back to Omaha like should we just come home <laughs> I was like oh he called her babe it's so cute oh <laughs> god it is very cute no I agree it, and, like, it takes you, like, I don't know, did you go to parties, like, the year after you left high school with high school people? It does feel different. Like, no, not at all? No, I actually didn't really, like, uh, go to any thing. Like. <laughs> in high school. Like, I didn't go to a lot of, I didn't go to a lot of parties in general. But there was, like, one party in particular that I remember distinctly that was all people that I hung out with in high school it was like choir drama people and Mm -hmm. it was like only like a year or two before I was like really close with all these people and like knew all their drama and knew all their the ins and outs of what was going on and yet that year or two later you go to this party and you feel like one you're a completely different person and that like everyone's like this weird stranger so like for me it like brought me right back to that moment like so you know what I mean yeah I mean, I noticed that when I started, um, like when I started going to college and then I'd hang out 
with somebody that I knew from high school that I didn't go to school with. Cause I went to school with a couple of people that I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. So I saw them all the time. Um, but like hanging out with other people because you start to become disconnected from each other. Yeah. Even people that are like, you're really close with, mm-hmm. um, because like they're going to college somewhere else or they didn't go to college or whatever. And you just don't talk to them as much because you have your own life, you're busy, whatever. And you become disconnected. And then when you connect again, it's like you actually didn't know that person. Like yeah. you don't know them anymore. Exactly. It's a very strange feeling. Mm-hmm. Like very when strange. I went to San Francisco, I went to San Francisco and one of my, my best friend growing up lived there. Like she was going to school there. And like when I saw her again, it was just like, it was weird because yeah. I hadn't really talked to her a lot. And so like using best friend to describe that relationship didn't really fit anymore because it didn't know her anymore Yeah, because we'd sort of fell away from each other. And it was very interesting to like go back and connect with that person Mm -hmm. because like you're just two completely different people like going on completely different paths living in completely different places and it like it changes you absolutely it does so it's very interesting Mm -hmm. so what do you think about how that story ended um i liked it i mean it obviously ended up with the happy ending that you were hoping for Yes. Um, you know, I mean, I, you, you know, it's going to get there, but yet you can't wait. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you read like fan fiction and you're like, oh my gosh, are they going to kiss yet? Are they going to kiss yet? <laughs> and it's like, you yes. know, like that's what the fan, that's what the fan fiction's all about for the characters to get together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just like, you're reading it, like waiting for the ending to happen and you're getting excited and it's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I liked it. So did you, do you think that Noel always felt that way about her? Or did you think it was sort of this little progression over time, like feeling more, like feeling more than just friendship towards Mags? I think, I think a lot of times guys feel things that they don't even realize, especially like he may have just felt like, they had a really great friendship for a long time and Mm -hmm. maybe he didn't know he had those kind of romantic feelings for her because I feel like it's just kind of like guy. I mean, I hate to stereotype, but I know like a lot of guys, they just don't, they don't really think about it. It's not that they like, if they were presented with the option, they probably would be like, Oh yeah, you know what? Like I would like to be in a relationship with her. Like she's my best friend. She knows me well. But a lot of times it's just like they're just not thinking about it. It's just like, oh, it's my friend, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I think he was such a, you know, have fun with everyone kind of guy. And yet Mm -hmm. he like he needed her, but maybe he didn't know that he like needed her in that way yet. Mm -hmm. So I think like it does grow over time, but that the like the feelings of like friendship were kind of the seed of that for him. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense that she had probably romantic feelings like pretty much right away, but that he was probably like, this is my best friend. Like I need her in my life. And then it was like, Oh, actually I'm actually maybe, in love with her. Actually. I would like to kiss her. <laughs> um, I actually thought that, uh, I think it was the last one, the senior year, one 
before mm-hmm. the final midnight. Uh, I think that like he was there. Well, like, yeah, I, you could I, see I would it. agree with that. Yeah. Um, like you could feel it, like the way he was looking at her, like, and he, I think he would have made it all the way over there if, yep. I think it was Frankie that kissed him that time. I can't remember um, the name. But it made like a lot of sense for how, I love that she called him her person. Like he's my person. And I thought that was really sweet. Mm-hmm. It actually reminded me of Glee about how Rachel talked about Finn during the quarterback oh, episode. Yeah. Cause she called him, she was like, he's my person. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, that's so sweet because to her, like it's always been, a, it's always been him. Yeah. And like, I think he always needed her anyway, like even when he was away at college, but I think he started to realize that the way he felt about her was different. Like yeah. it wasn't just, she's my friend. Yeah, and exactly. I totally understand how she felt like when she went outside. She's like, I can't be in there and watch him kiss somebody else. Like, I can't do that again. No, it's heartbreaking. I, yeah, she's like, I can't. I can't have spent all this time and think about him as being like my person, my soulmate. Like, and they had just shared that super romantic dance or whatever. Yeah, and to sit there and watch him kiss somebody else. So it made yep. total sense for her to like go outside and just be away from him but Mm -hmm. he found her and like i love that whole like he raised his eyebrow and she and i nodded and then he just like attacked her (laughs) yep she's like she's like i pushed away from the wall then he pushed me back into the wall (laughs) i was like oh my god the cuteness i just can't i can't and like i love the illustrations made it just so much better (gasps) yes Yes, because you could, like, really picture it. When she described, like, his hair, and then you see the picture, and you're like... (gasps) (laughs) And even though the pictures are just in black and white, like, you could see the color. Oh, yeah. Like, the way that she described it. I was like, I can see it. Exactly. You put the description with the picture, and you've got, like, a full, you know, full image in your mind. I want, like, a print of all of those pictures. Like, and I want to hang them up. (laughs) Oh my god, can you imagine like like a storyboard of yes. all the different illustrations? Oh my gosh. Uh hi, I'd like to buy <laughs> take my money. <laughs> take my money. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so clearly Midnight's is great. So let's yes. move on to like talking about kindred spirits. So would I mean like I'm asking you if would you ever camp in line as long as Elena did? I mean like we've camped in line before, but like when I was she 18, did it. I did. <laughs> Wait, so how long have, what's the longest time frame you've ever sat in a line for something? Uh, okay. So Comic-Con, I went out in line, say like 8 p.m. No, like, like 7, like 7 p.m. to then maybe like 7, 8 in the next morning. So it'd be like 12 hours. Like I did sleep on the ground. Okay. So, I mean, um, that's probably, yeah, the longest. Okay. I don't, I don't think I've ever camped out in terms of like days. multiple <laughs> days. No. <laughs> no, I've never done that. I think the longest I ever sat in line for something was, um, I would say it was Harry Potter and like the Harry Potter uh, park. <gasps> 
Yes. Like the opening for the park. Wizarding I did World, not. Yeah. We actually wait in line that long because I was. I got in line at like 10 p.m., but they let us in at like three or four in the morning. Yeah. And then the grand opening was at like 630. So I didn't actually wait in line that long. I mean, I had been up for like. I was going to say it forever. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you, it wasn't like you slept on the ground. It was like you were awake for longer than 24 hours. Yeah, I was awake for like 36 hours or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Um, but I did. I think the longest I've waited in line is Michelle and I got in line for of all movies in the world. Pirates of the Caribbean 2. I really? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the first one, that's for sure. It was the second one. Okay. We sat, I think we were second in line, and we stayed in line. We got in line at, like, noon, and then the movie was, like, an actual midnight showing. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, we were in line for, like, 12 hours. Yeah. So, I guess for we're, that. we're both kind of even on that, then. Yeah. It's but just I different felt times like, of the day. Yeah, just, I was in the middle of the day, but thank God the line we were in was the one in the shade. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. I've done that and burned myself. Yeah, but I've never done, like, the multiple days in a row. I don't think I could. No, I I couldn't. No way. I'm too old for that. No, I'm just not even when I was younger, I could do that. Oh, totally. I couldn't do, like, the, like, I couldn't even do, like, the Comic-Con 12-hour thing anymore. Mm -mm. Sleeping on the hard concrete ground? No, thank you. What was I thinking? My body's, <laughs> my body's not built for that. My body's, no, not built for that. Anyways, so bravo to Elena for sleeping in line over multiple days to see Star Wars. Yes, I agree. And any person that's done that. And if you have done that, I want to know. Yes. Tweet at us. us. At tea time yes. with Casey. Yes. Um, so did you ever have a similar experience with your parent, like, as Elena did with her mom. So like her mom just couldn't understand why she wanted to wait in line uh, for that long. Like she always thought she's like, okay, well you've gotten it out of your system. Like come home now. No, my parents have been pretty supportive. I mean, I didn't do anything when I was her age. Mm -hmm. So everything, every like crazy fan or like whatever thing I did was pretty much from 18 and on. Um, so no, my parents were like, uh, you have a car, go crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? <laughs> they were pretty chill with it. How about you? Um, I think my parents are always just sort of weirded out by like, mostly my dad. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. <laughs> over like, it's just, it's fiction. And I'm like, it's not just fiction. <laughs> <laughs> See, my dad loves Star Wars. Like when I went to Comic-Con, he made me buy him like Star Wars stuff. So, I mean, he he would probably be pretty down. Like, if he could, you know, stand maybe, like, waiting in line for a few days, he probably would. You know what I was just thinking about right now? Like, thinking about it? Like, how long you and I, like, we waited in line to go to the pop-up Luke's in Studio City? How long? Yeah, how long was that, though? Um, not as long as the first people that got in line there. Oh, They got no. in line at, like, midnight. Yeah, no. We got we, in line, I think. You were in line before I was. I think it was oh, like four, three, four hours or something. It was 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was like three, and then we got coffee at what, like eight, seven? So like five hours? I think it was like seven. Yeah. And I was standing. I didn't even sit. 
Nope. Your mom sat though. My mom. But your sat. mom also waited in line with you, which was like huge. Yeah, that's true. She 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 woke up at like two in the morning and drove with me to. <laughs> but it was worth it because when we left after we got our coffee, the line was like so. It was, it was like a half long. a mile long. <laughs> this is true, and we I'm were not like even what kidding. like tenth person in line, so it was great. Yeah, not even kidding on how long that line was, and the coffee was free. Yep. But like the intensity of that line was just like insane. Amazing. (laughs) But anyways. Okay. So I like, there's a line in this story that I really liked. It says, um, however, Elena grew, changed or grew star Wars seemed to be there for her in a new way. So is there anything specific in pop culture that you feel that way about and why? Um, <laughs> Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, uh, this show has that show has been with me since I was eight years old. Um, I went from relating to Rory to relating to Lorelai to relating to you know Emily and Lorelai's relationship. I mean, pretty much like anything I've gone through, I've kind of related to or were you know experienced with through the Gilmore girls. So I mean like Rory like dropping out of college, like I've dropped out of college, you know, things like that. Like there's little experiences that you can kind of relate to all throughout and has stayed with me for all these years. And then obviously the new series, like I got to go through a whole new experience with that same world, you know, now. So how about you? Um, I think Harry Potter kind of fits in with that a little bit. I mean, I just haven't had something specific that I've loved. Like, I mean, Supernatural I've loved for a long time, but that's not really something that kind of, you don't really find new meaning in that kind of show, like the more you watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it's not really a show that can relate to your life because it's just so not realistic, but the things that you learn from Harry Potter, like that kind of stuff, uh, what the teenagers go through. Like I've learned that that's why I like young adult fiction so much is because even though I'm not a young adult, like I still went through a lot of the things that the characters go through in all of the different books and like in Harry Potter and like these books and things that she's written, things that John Green has written, um, like gone through all of these different things that you're like, oh, that's like, I feel, I know what you're talking about. Like, cause I've been through that, um, or currently going through that because things that young adults go through aren't just situated within being a teenager. Yeah. Like some of the things that teenagers experience, you can go through again, like yeah. as an adult later in life, because oh, yeah. you may have not have had that experience then, but mm-hmm. like throughout your whole life, a lot of the things that you go through, like can happen as a teenager or can happen as an adult or happen again, Mm -hmm. like back and forth. You can be like a lot of times, like with the child parent dynamics, you could go from, or just, you know, older people in the book. Like you could go from having the experiences of the younger characters to having the experiences of the older characters within, within Mm -hmm. the young adult book. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can like learn and grow from. 
it's funny, like, <laughs> there's this joke out there that, like, you realize that you're getting too old when you start to relate to the parents more than you do to the child. Yeah. So, like, when you're sitting there watching The Little Mermaid, and she's like, but daddy, I love him, and you're all of a sudden going, but you're a child, and you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, God, I'm with you. You're like, girl, you are 16. What are you talking about? You love him. You don't love him. You don't even You were like, him. oh, I've gotten too old, guys. I'm starting to relate to King Triton more than Ontario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true, though. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, like, like I, tell, like, I totally relate to, like, Lorelai and sometimes even Emily in Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls where I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting old. Like, I'm actually agreeing with this side of the argument now. <laughs> you were like, no, Rowie's wrong. She's wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez, I love it. I do, um, too. So what did you think about, like, what happened at the end of the story? Oh, my like God. How? I totally laughed. <laughs> I totally laughed. I was like, are you kidding me? You went through all of that and then you didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, I actually had a very similar experience. My dad took me to see episode one of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't go to like a midnight screening or anything, but we waited in line for a very long time because it was opening night. And... Uh, we must have been waiting in line for a couple of hours and I was young. Like I was probably, probably don't want to say how young I was, but I was definitely Mm -hmm. a kid, not Mm -hmm. like a teenager. I was a kid and we had waited all that time and I fell asleep through a majority of that movie. Oh (laughs) no. Like I, I would like doze and then wake up and then doze and then wake up. So I kind of had to like, wait to see the full movie until it came out on VHS. (laughs) (laughs) So I can, I can relate. I mean, I, it's still, it was like, are you kidding me? You fell asleep, (laughs) but I've done that. I've done the exact same thing. So yeah. How'd you feel about like Elena and Gabe's story? They're cute. Yeah, it was cute. And like, I liked that he ended up being someone that she actually knew from school and like he knew who she was like I thought that was kind of cool and like also like the topic of you know her friends used to kind of make or make fun of him but she never really did but at the same time it's like she was kind of being complicit but like really not saying anything or just going along with it or whatever so it was kind of a nice lesson to be like yeah like it's good that you're not saying the bad things, but you also should probably like try to stick up for people and try to like, you know, like tell your friends, Hey, maybe we shouldn't pick on this person. What has he done to you? (laughs) You know, but also they were just cute. Nah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Big question. Oh boy. Which story was your favorite? Oh, this is so hard. (laughs) Cause I read them both like, Back to back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard because, like, for Midnight's, it's like you said, like, you want to know more. Like, you want to read more. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kindred Spirits, I felt like, oh, that was nice. That was sweet. That was perfect. 
Like mm-hmm. not that not that I wouldn't want to read more, but that I was like, you know what? That was that was perfect. That was like a good little like story all wrapped up. Whereas Midnight's, I was like, oh my god, tell me more to give me part two. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I would have to choose Midnight's. Yeah, if I had to. I just like fell in love with that story. They were just was- so like so cute. <laughs> yeah like relatable on the relatable side like definitely kindred spirits oh. like on like the geek relatable side like 100 yes. percent that story yes i agree the hopeless romantic side midnight <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true and we're both we're both those kind of people where we're like yeah, yeah we're totally geeky and everything but we're also hopeless romantics love a love yeah. story <laughs> just love story and i'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. yep <laughs> i love it so much Oh my god! Okay, but I think that's why we like Rainbow Rowell because she yeah. is a geek and she is like into that kind of stuff, but also into like love stories. That's yes. why you know that's why we like her stuff. So I think my favorite thing about Rainbow Rowell, like outside of her story, I love that every single one of her stories takes place in Nebraska. Yes. Because that's what she knows. Well, that's where she's from. So it's just like, I just love that every single story is probably going to be in Omaha. Mm -hmm. I think the (laughs) only story that she's written that doesn't take, like, there's two stories that don't take place in Nebraska, which is, um, I believe, Landline. Majority of it takes place in Los Angeles. Yeah. And uh, Carry On is actually like a fan fiction story that she (laughs) published. So it doesn't really count. Yeah, it's completely like, isn't it like a completely fictional world? Like it's, it's like it is so meta. I feel yeah. like because it's like uh, it's fan fiction. It was a fan fiction story from Fangirl. Mm-hmm. It was a, a story about a story that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, well, it was her fan fiction she was writing in Fangirl about yeah, a about fictional a universe. fictional TV show, a, a fictional book series. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. That's like the Supernatural episode <laughs> where it's where it's Jared and Jensen playing Sam and Dean playing Jared and Jensen playing Sam and Dean. I was like, what? <laughs> Can't wrap my mind around that. That's called the French Mistake, by the way, for people who want to watch best that episode. episode ever. It is one of the best episodes ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so funny. Anyways, I guess that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, the notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us uh, via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. We are also available on the Facebook now, so you can find our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash teatimewithkc. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at twithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek Podcast Network by visiting geek to geekcastcom And don't forget to check out Morgan's new podcast at theomnompodcast.com. Yeah. I will put links to it in all of the places. And you can also chat with us in real time by downloading the messaging app Slack and joining our Slack channel at geek2geekcast.slack.com. Rob's videos are still in our Slack channel, so you can watch Rob's Please videos. Go see it. <laughs> and until next time, 
Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.